BizQuick podcast hits on the struggles and advantages of being an entrepreneur. It's for anyone who's made the commitment to burn the boats and not look back. Are you a busy entrepreneur or small business owner trying to do it all? Then this podcast is for you. Corey and Julie will take you through the details of building a strong business. Hit the subscribe button and gear up for another episode of BizQuick Podcast. Hello and welcome to BizQuick. I'm Julie. And I'm Corey. And Corey doesn't have much of a voice today, so we may not be here. Well, here's the good news. Corey can't yell at me today because he's a little froggy sounding. little froggy, and uh, it'll be no problem for you to you know handle most of the talking today. So. <laughs> right. On today's show, we've got Jeremy Williams. He's the owner of Red Hawk Coaching. He's a coach, an entrepreneur, a husband, and a father. And he's the author of the best-selling book, Survive, Scale, Soar, Jeremy lives in Houston, Texas, and we're really excited to bring him on. Um, He knows a lot about real estate, but before we bring Jeremy on, we're just going to chat amongst ourselves. Do it. What do you want to talk about? I want to talk about the inability of people to be direct and have difficult conversations. Okay, explain. I want to talk about how... It, to me, it is such an oxymoron to be a business owner and not be able to say no to people when they're trying to sell you something. Okay. What brought on this this thought, this conversation? Well, it's just, I've been thinking back over, you know, people, prospects that we have, we have had people in the pipeline and some of them from our own network, Corey. Yeah. People from our own network who... I'm just going to say it. I don't know if this is inappropriate or not. They don't have any balls. Is that inappropriate? Some of them might not actually have balls. Well, these are all men that do it. All men. All right. I don't have a female example of this yet. Okay. Oh, maybe I do have one. But here's the deal. They're interested. Hey, we're really interested in working with you. Um, I'm interested in working with you. I need to start that, I w- but I can't do it right now. I want to do it in like three months or 90 days or six months or whatever it is. And here's the reasons why. And they're like, okay. And then when you reach back out to them, like you kind of, you still, you connect with them through that whole time, like checking in, how are things going? And then when it's time for them to actually like move forward, they totally fucking ghost you. Okay. So that makes more sense now when you say people can't say no. Like the, I I was thinking more along the lines of like somebody who can't say no, that that you walk into their business and they won't a different type of no or different scenario. But yeah, that's really annoying where people can't just make up their mind and just say, look, this isn't a good fit or come back to me in a month or, you know, 12 months. Or I don't have the money. Yeah. Or I decided to go with somebody else or I don't even have a reason. I just don't want to do it. And you don't need a reason because it's your business. But why I mean, how is it possible that you could be a successful business owner and you can't have difficult conversations? Yeah, and I think that people have that issue when they, because uh, people, like salespeople can be pushy. And it's like, you know what? I don't think that I'm really interested in this. And people go, why? Why? What can I do to change your mind? What can, and it's like, people just need to just be able to put their foot down and say, I don't want to. Well, why? Because I don't want to. I don't need to give you a reason. I right. just don't want to. I don't ask for a reason. When somebody tells me no, I'm like, that's fair. Cool. Well, I ask you for a reason. Well, you give me that face like well, you're a big fat liar, Julie. No, I'm also thinking maybe you should push just a little bit. Well, 
I, but I mean, we're all adults in the room, right? So here's, here's why it's annoying to me. Because obviously everybody, when you're a business owner, if you're a good business owner, you're projecting revenue, you're doing revenue projections. You're also, in our case, capacity planning. There's only two of us. So, and we have partners that we work with. And so we're like, hey, we think we've got this work coming up. It's a very solid lead. We want to make sure you're available because we're going to need to pull on you for this. And then that person ghosts us. I, it's just, it's really, it, it bothers me because it is not that difficult to say, you know what? I'm still not ready or I've changed my mind. It's not that difficult to have to say those words. And it's just frustrating because in a couple of instances, these people are our supposed friends or like people that we know very well. Well, and the thing is that they, they, they don't understand that they're wasting our time. It's like when, I mean, we've had multiple conversations about feedback and people who just constantly give you good feedback and won't have that tough conversation of this isn't a good product or a good service or here's the things that you need to change. You're not doing us or, or a small business owner any service by not being honest with them. Like I've got better things to do. You've got better things to do than spend time with a client who knows deep down that they're never going to sign with us. Just say no. Save right. us all the time. I, I would be happy to have one less Zoom meeting on my calendar. Right, right. I would be happy to not, like, I don't, do you think I want to continuously, like, try and sell you something if you're not interested in buying? No, I don't. But when you tell me that you, that you want to move forward and then you just, like, don't show up anymore to the conversations, first off, fuck you, heartfelt. Second off, like, what? how are you managing the rest of your business and your relationships, by the way? Sure. I mean, this has really been bothering me, as you Clearly. can see. <laughs> but, you know, maybe they just view us as disposable, you know. It's well, like, I don't have to really deal with you because I don't live in the same city, town, state. Yeah. This is where, you know, where I, where I have trouble, and I know we got to wrap up here shortly, but this is where I really struggle is... I just want to burn the fucking bridge down. I get so angry. And I know that's not the professional thing to do. You have to, to be do. the adult in the room. I know. But why do I always have to be the adult? Because we're trying to get their money. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listen, I've raged enough. I appreciate you indulging me in that. And uh, we're going to bring in Jerry, Jeremy Williams on the other side. And it's going to be a much calmer, friendlier more in, you know, loving a conversation. Uh, we'll we see are on, looking forward to it. Yeah, see you on the other side. With so many things competing for our attention these days, efficiently acquiring and retaining customers is critical for small businesses. And that's why we launched Certivium, the newest business from the SB Pace team. Certivium is a business created specifically for entrepreneurs who need a hand with customer service, customer engagement, and social media management. We are an affordable option that any small business looking to grow needs to help maintain the most important part of their business, their customers. Find out if Certivium is right for your business at certivium.com. All right, welcome back to the show. I've calmed down a little bit. I took a little sip of coffee, some green tea maybe, and kind of got myself together. So now we've got Jeremy Williams with us. Hey, Jeremy, thanks for joining us. Hey, Julie and Corey, excited to be here. And uh, yes, it is early. It is 7 a.m. Central Standard Time. So it's, yes, I haven't gotten my second or third cup of coffee in, so working on that. 
And just looking at you, nobody can see you because it's a podcast, but you're fully dressed for a day of work already. And you're the type of person that annoys me, no offense, but <laughs> <laughs> it's 7 a.m. your time and you're like, oh, I'm already like dressed and ready to go. <laughs> yeah, but all you can see, though, is the upper half. And that's and that's the trick, Corey, is is you have to be presentable on the uh, the upper half, the bottom half. You have no idea. I might not even be wearing pants. <laughs> it's a little bit like a mullet, right? Professional in the front, party in the back. <laughs> yep. Exactly. That might be our first mullet reference on the podcast. It is. I'm pretty excited about that. So, Jeremy, give our listeners just a, you know, 30 second high level. This is what I do, who I am, and this is what I want to talk about. So I'm a coach and I specifically work with small business owners and within that specifically real estate agents. About 80% of my business is helping real estate agents, whether they're individuals or or building teams, um, grow that. And then anybody that's outside of that is typically somebody in the real estate industry. So mortgage brokers, lenders, insurance agents, those type of individuals. Do you ever work with individuals who are trying to get into the real estate industry? You know, uh, years ago it was hot to, and it still kind of is, to flip houses and try and become like a real estate, build your own little empire. Do you work with people who are just not? Yep. Most, most of the individuals that I work with are typically going to be established in the business. Maybe they've been in for a year or two and they just can't seem to have that breakthrough to that next level. Um, I do occasionally take on somebody that's brand new, but so many of the real estate brokerages out there have great training. Uh, I call launch training for the real estate agent uh, that I, I really encourage them to get plugged into that to make sure they have the basics down. And then um, I, I take it take it from there. So, Jeremy, when you are um, out there working with real estate agents and helping coach them, are you typically doing that on like a one-on-one basis or is that, is it group coaching? What does that look like for you? Uh, it's primarily one-on-one coaching. Uh, you know, that's kind of the top, top ladder of the rung for my business is, is having that one-on-one coaching opportunity. I do have some brokerages where I will coach their entire brokerage. And so that's that's more of a group format. Okay. And so I've got a couple of those and it's primarily one-on-ones. So I know one of the big things that you um, talk about a lot is time management. And I have to believe that time management is crucial for real estate agents. Um, but I also have to, I know having worked with, you know, real estate agents before as an actual buyer and a seller that when you're a buyer, like you really time can kind of get away from you because you want to see like all the houses or whatever. So what are, how how do you work with real estate agents on time management? Time time management is probably one of the most important things you can do in, in a real estate business or any business uh, you might think of. And, and so, you know, with time management, the first thing they have to do, and, and we won't dive into this because this could be a whole nother episode is, is business planning. You have to have a plan. And then that plan translate, translates over into your calendar. And if you can work a schedule, you could be really, really successful in this business. And what you find is most don't work in a schedule. You, you know, you mentioned about buyers and working with agents. You know, agents will just jump at anything and they won't manage their time. They won't treat it as a business. And next thing you know, they look up and they really haven't done that that much. Uh, they're busy. They work all day. Uh, they get they get some stuff done, but not the most important things. And to 
kind of tie this back to what we were talking about before you joined there with, uh, I had mentioned pushy salesmen and Julie was talking about people who won't say no. So a client who won't just say, I'm not interested. And in real estate, like in any type of sales, like we have that opinion that salespeople are just slimy. They're just trying to sell, sell, sell. How do you get people, I mean, how do you get people to get to that point where like, I don't want to be pressured into obviously purchasing a house or any type of real estate. And that could like turn, that could turn me off to the entire, the entire prospect, the entire idea. And I just like, I'll just continue to rent or I'll just go elsewhere. So how do you coach people to not be those slimy type of salespeople? Yeah. I, I think what people are the consumers are looking for most is somebody that they could trust. And so as a real estate agent though, and as a, as a business owner, you do have to be able to say no. And no is probably the most profitable word you'll ever, ever learn. And, and it's amazing that, you know, you have this consumer perspective and then you have the agent perspective. And the, the agent perspective is there's so many people out there that they're not really that serious about looking. They're kind of thinking about it or, um, you know, it would be nice if we, if we move. And where the real estate agent can be successful with this and, and also it'd be a feel good for the consumer is make sure they're doing a really good job at pre-qualifying them as the buyer and making sure that they're asking all the questions to make sure that they're ready, willing, and able. And if they're not, being able to have that conversation, that, that conversation built in trust and, and that professionalism to say, you know, it sounds like maybe right now is not exactly the time. When would be that time you're ready to make a decision? Because as you probably know in your market, in our market, a house that goes on today is not going to be on in the next few hours. It's, it's already gone. So if somebody is not positioned to go out and, and purchase and they're not really serious, it's, it's up to the agent to have that conversation, an honest conversation, instead of just saying, hey, well, let's, let's go look. You know, let's go jump in the car right now and go look. Uh, first of all, it's a disservice to the buyer. Uh, second, it's a disservice to the seller because now you've got people coming through their house that aren't really ready to even make a decision. And so you've got to be willing to say no, but I think it's the way that it's handled and done. And it's it's that pre-qualification process and actually asking them some really great questions to see, are they ready, willing, and, and able? Yeah, and that, that process is applicable across, it doesn't matter what you're selling, right? Where you're actually making sure that that's, it's a buyer who, one, is ready to buy, two, they're the person who can actually say yes, and three, they have the money, right? So, and then for some instances, when it's like a service, is is it a good fit for you? I'm curious as we, now I'm no economist, Corey can verify that for me. That's accurate. Yes. <laughs> um, we're about to see <laughs> a pretty tumultuous market, I think more so than we've seen in you know the past year or two in that it's really very much been a seller's market and the predictions are we're going to see three to four upturns in interest rates in this calendar year 2022 it's interest rates are going to start to go so before that first because i don't think they've gone up yet correct correct before that first one i'm imagining there's a big push for people to sell and but once those interest rates start to go up market's going to change a little bit and get a little bit tougher for the real estate agents in terms of selling. So how do you, assuming that what I've said is correct, how do you coach them, coach real estate agents through that type of a shift in market? 
in the in the shifts in market, that's where most real estate agents that are true business owners, uh, they make their move. And as far as the market and my, my understanding of it as we, we go into 2022 is yes, there'll be some interest rate increases. They anticipate um, over three times interest rates are going to be somewhere in the high threes to, to mid fours. So we're not talking about money getting extremely expensive. You know, if you go back and look historically um, in, the, in the early 80s, you know, money was 18%. And I remember even buying my first house uh, when my wife and I got married almost 20 years ago and, and interest rate was seven and a half on the first and, and 10 on the second. So uh, yes, interest rates will go up. And every time interest rates go up, people are able to buy less, but it's not going to be to an extreme. The real challenge is going to be with affordability of real estate. You know, prices have tend to increase and it's pushing some of your, especially your first time home buyers out of the market. Um, there's very low inventory, uh, which helps to drive price. And so I, I anticipate that we'll see some price increase, not, not crazy, like in 2021, around that July, you know, April through July of 2021. Uh, but we'll continue to see prices, I think, kind of at a new norm. And so how do you how does the real estate agent deal with that is in any market, whether it's a buyer's market or a seller's market, the agent really needs to focus on listings. Those that control the listings control the market. You know, they have listings, buyers are buy, buying homes. Um, that's not going to stop. Uh, that also gives them the opportunity to generate buyers. So those calls off the sign, open houses, they're able to market something. So for the agent that's out there thinking, well, you know, how am I going to make it? Well, it doesn't really matter. You make you make the market, you figure out how to do it as an agent, but it's going to be through listings. Go get more listings and your business will weather any storm that comes, whether it's a buyer's market or seller's market. If there was a booby prize on our podcast, you would have just won it because you said the phrase that Corey and I hate more than almost any other one, the new normal. <laughs> Congratulations, Jeremy. <laughs> we now have to cut this podcast short. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, it's the reality. It's the reality, though. It's, it's um, you know, unless, unless something dramatic happens and look who we have in the White House and the policies and everything that's going going on there, uh, you know, the market could turn in a heartbeat. Uh, we, we saw that with the financial market meltdown back in 2008, 2010, which I went through. Um, we knew it was coming. We didn't know how bad it was going to be. And it, it wiped out a majority of the industry. I, I can remember there being 20, 30,000 agents in the Houston area market. And within a year is like 7,000. And so, you know, there, there could always be a change. And unfortunately, nobody has the, the glass ball to see in the future. Um, everybody goes, well, when's the best time to sell today? Right. Today is the best time because we know exactly what the market is. Uh, tomorrow, we don't. Six months from now, we don't. I had this conversation with my dad yesterday. And I'm like, sell the house. We, we know what you can get today. We don't know what you'll get six months from now. That's I mean, that's great advice, but it's also tough for people because you have that. Uh, it's not FOMO, but it's that. It, you want to time it perfectly with any investment and you, you know, cause if you sell now and then you realize a month later, you could have gotten an extra five, 10 grand, you're going to kick yourself. You're like, Oh, I could have got five, 10 grand. But the thing is 
you don't know that. So that it's that weird like inability for us to process certain types of risk that just make this type of business and and being a, a homeowner or you know somebody in the market to purchase, it's just a, an interesting just kind of scenario to to think about. But I want to go back to pre qualifying because to me that is it's something that that makes complete sense, but it also for me. It, it doesn't make sense that people like would just kind of shop around with no intention of actually purchasing. And that like, for me, like I've got better things to do than waste your time and my time. Like if I want to go buy something, I'm going to seriously go buy it. I might not buy it from you. I'm, I might go out and say, Oh, okay, well that makes sense, but I don't really like you or you're not the best price or whatever, but I'm going to probably purchase whatever it is that I'm looking for. So walk, walk us through that pre-qualifying process. And, and I guess if you could kind of like in a broader spectrum, not just like in housing. Mm-hmm. Well, pre-qualification as, as in terms of in buying anything is, are they qualified financially? That's one of the biggest challenges and, you know, Corey, I appreciate you saying that, and, and you're not most. The, the challenge is, is people will say, well, I, I've got, you know, they'll, they'll look at their income and they'll say, well, I've, I've got the income to do this. I don't even need to get pre-qualified. And there are a few of those people that they just know they have the money to do it. Uh, most don't, or their debt to income ratio is very, very high. You know, they've got the uh, champagne lifestyle on the beer budget. And, and as they start going through this process, realize, okay, I can't afford as much as possible. So getting them to a reputable lender, whether it's their banker or, or mortgage broker, whoever it is that's going to be helping them with their finance, is to, to get them there first to have those, those conversations. And, and really, it's best for the real estate agent to stay out of that conversation. You know, that's, that's the other problem with real estate agents is they think they're the expert in everything. And they're their expert in the home, not necessarily going and, and helping them connect with, with the financing. So get, get them to the lender. That's going to be the first thing. And then it's going to be doing a, a needs versus wants analysis. And that's, that's with anything. You know, if you're selling something to somebody, is it something they truly need or is it just something they want? And obviously, if it's something that they need, then there's more likely that a, a sell will take place versus a want. Um, if we tie that back to the housing markets, it's, it's like, okay, what do you want in a house? But what do you actually need? Now, if I could help you find what you need in a home, would you be willing to write an offer today, right? Versus what you want. Everybody has wants. And then it's helping them process, go through the, the elimination process because it's such a big decision, uh, buying homes, buying cars, making a, a big investment, um, if you're hiring a company to provide services for you, is is just you know taking them through that process and making sure that they truly understand what they're getting, um, and and what they what they need, and, and does it serve them? And I think that's where real estate agents may get a bad bad rep. Car salesmen uh, may get a bad rep is they push what they think um, is is best for the the client, and they're really not paying attention to what they're saying. And so I think in the qualification process, it's a lot more listening. It's a lot more asking questions to make sure that you fully understand what they're looking for. Interesting. What's the, um, if somebody's working with you, you're, you're coaching them, what are some of the expected outcomes that they can get from w- taking on an uh, engagement with you? And how long do you typically work with coaches, work with real estate agents coaching them? 
I'll, I'll take the second part first. And I, I've got coaching clients that will work with me for a month or two and they're, they're good. They got what they need and they, they move on. I don't do long-term contracts. I do, I do month to month. Um, I've had people coach with me as long as five years. Um, I have an agent that I coached five years and, and now back with me again. Uh, what, what do they get? Um, it really, yeah, that's, that's the magic question. And, and that's, they're always like, well, what do I get if I coach with you? And I'm like, well, what do you want out of it? You know, and you know, that's the first thing I have to understand is what are they truly looking for when they're hiring a, a coach? Um, I can give them ideas and strategies and do all these other things. First of all, they've got to be wanting and willing to do it. Uh, you know, second, is that really what they want for their business? You know, some people want to grow massive teams and, you know, 10X their business. You know, you hear that, I hate 10X, uh, just like y'all probably hate the new normal. Um, but, you know, the the thing is, is, they may only want to have a small team, be productive, have a great income, you know, be able to accomplish these few things, and they're happy. Uh, some, though, they, they want to they want to shoot for the stars. They want to be that person that's number one in their market. And I've got, I've got some of those in my coaching program that they, they dominate. And so it's just kind of finding what they want, really understanding. And then, you know, a lot of times people say, well, I hire a coach because I want the accountability. And the first thing I'll tell them is, you know, the accountability is not from me. It's from you. You, if you can't be accountable to yourself, you can't be accountable to anybody. And that's where most business people are lacking is they can't be accountable to themselves, right? They can't be accountable to, hey, I've got to be there at eight and they show up at 8.15. Um, so they've got to be accountable with themselves first. And that's a pretty big conversation expectation we set up up front. All right. We have to start wrapping up the show here, Jeremy. And is there anything that we can do for you? Um, you know, the, just having me on here was an honor and a great opportunity. So thank you for the invite. Um, I, I recently wrote a book, Survive, Scale, Soar. And it takes a lot of the, um, a lot of the, the different things that I've learned in my life um, and through the, the businesses of others. And I really wrote it as a book for my kids and um, to give them some, some guidance in, in the future. And so I, I wrote this book. It became an Amazon bestseller. I was... Um, Published by a guy named Mike Fallett, Dream Starters. Um, Tony Wiley did my forward. Uh, just a, it was a, a passion of mine, and and was able to accomplish that. So, you know, getting that into the hands of people is is what I'm working on doing now, um, just to help help more people and get my message out. And being on a podcast such as this, uh, it's an honor and opportunity to be able to get that word out. I want to give you a pro tip that branding expert David Breyer gave me. Take this with you from here until the end of time, Jeremy. Don't, you are no longer allowed to say, I wrote a book called, and then later, four sentences later, say, it's an, it's an Amazon bestseller. You now say, I have an Amazon bestseller, say the title of the book, right? That that Amazon bestseller first, then the title of your book. Always. Pro tip. And we, we, we know Mike well. He's been on the podcast and on our radio show. And we know Tony well as well. So there are two excellent people to help you get that book out the door. Yep. And if anybody wants to purchase that book, they can get it on Red Hot redhawkcoaching.com and that will be in the show notes. And thank you to Jeremy and thank you to our listeners. Yep. And if you want to work with us, 
Everything you need to know, you can find at sbpace.com. Don't forget to download and rate this podcast, subscribe, and give us a review. And check out our radio show, which Julie just mentioned, Defeat the Chaos. It's on the Voice America Business Channel. It's on Thursdays at 9 a.m., but you can catch a replay at any time. Hey, we also wrote a best-selling book. Seriously, now what? A small business guide to disaster preparedness. And I'm pretty sure Jeremy just bought a copy of it. It is. It comes with a digital download workbook. And if you've already purchased it, head on over to Amazon and rate and review it. We would appreciate the feedback. That's it for today. I'm Corey. I'm Julie. And this was BizQuick, helping small businesses across America.